I like that. I heard, I heard a lot from this side. Um, my name is Noah Krish. I just do stuff around here. And uh, today, I'm going to bring uh, the word that I believe that God has for you guys. I am not Pastor Kevin, so if this is your first time here, um, they'll be back. So if, uh, if you don't like my shoes or something, don't worry. Pastor Kevin will be back with his, his uh, stunning outfits as usual. Um, I have two public service announcements, so it's kind of cool. Um, one, I would say definitely get involved uh, somehow, somewhere with, uh, with the church, because when you do, like, blessings come. Like, this week has just been amazing for me. Um, Pastor Kevin kind of prayed. We, we were talking about what we were going to do and how it was going to happen and stuff, and so he prayed for me. Instantly, I got, started getting a download, and then I have, a, I have another guy that I pray with. Uh, we pray, like, once a week, and, uh, and God's just been, like, dumping stuff on me, so... Um, it's pretty cool. Not just for this message, but like for just, he just tells you stuff, and it's pretty cool. So did you guys know, public service announcement number two, did you guys know that, you know how you always want new stuff, like new shoes, new car, new house, whatever, whatever, new stuff, new, 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 right? Yeah, and one, I got two. Yes, all right, you always want something new, new jewelry, new watches, new this, new that, new shoes, new whatever, you know, right? New, new tools for the guys. New motors and new engines, you know, right? New rims, right? Everybody wants new stuff. That is a reflection of how God is always doing a new thing. And if you tap into what he's doing, he will continually give you new stuff. Is that cool or what? It's a reflection of your soul's desire to have something new in your life. And God is always wanting to just be like, here's something new. Let me show you this. This is cool. Hey, check out this. Have you seen these mountains I, I made? Have you seen this cool thing? Have you seen what's inside of you? These giftings, these talents? Right? That's what he does. That's not, I'm not preaching yet. That's just public service announcement. So that's just something he showed me. I got, I got a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. He's amazing. All right. So let's, uh, let's put some prayer on this action. Father, in Jesus' name. We just give you permission, Holy Spirit, to release your kingdom, release your blessings, release who you are into our lives in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, just bring this message in power and in truth in Jesus' name. Father, your word says that, that when, the, when the word is preached, that miracles will follow in Jesus' name. So, Father, I just declare and decree that miracles will happen this day in our lives, Father God, in those around us, in our family members, in everyone that we know as it's already been prayed um, Jody prayed that all over our families, all over the city, Father God. So I just declare and decree that this day we will get miracles in our souls, miracles in our hearts, miracles in our minds, and miracles in our surroundings in Jesus' name. And all things will be made new around us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so uh, we're going to do this kind of old, old school style tent revival. I, I really don't like standing in front of this thing. It makes me feel very separated from you guys. So maybe I'll do like a little... Little, like angle. Is that better? Is that better? I was told I'm supposed to be on the runway today, so I gotta. No. Um, all right. So Genesis one one to fifteen. If you have your phone, you can look it up. I would highly suggest you put on airplane mode, so all those snaps and text messages that come through will not come through until after service, so you don't get distracted. But uh, if you have your phone or your Bible, uh, Genesis one to five. So. We're going to go through this. I have whew, 30 minutes. We've got a lot to cover. Here we go. Holy Spirit, help me. Is this too loud? I feel like it's like super loud. No? All right, great. All right, so in the beginning, I'm reading out of the Amplified because I love the Amplified classic version. In the, 
In the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and, empty, and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Hey! Somebody just turned the lights up on me. I'm like, boom! See that? Miracles already. Uh, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good, suitable, pleasant, and he approved it, and God separated the light from the darkness. Woo! All right, I love Genesis. I love Genesis. Especially the first three chapters. Everything you ever need to know about life is in the first three chapters of Genesis. Um, so, we all operate on his system. God said, let there be light. So, we operate on his system. Faith is the foundation of everything. Everything operates on faith. Whether you're a saved, not saved, it does not matter. Faith is the foundation of everything. I.e., example, uh, when you get on an airplane, you have faith that when you get on the airplane, that all the mechanics and electrical work, right? And that it's up to code, up to par. You have faith that your pilot is, uh, you know, functional and actually a pilot. You, have, you put all this faith in, in something and in systems that you don't even know about, right? So everything operates on faith. Our lives operate on faith, whether we believe or don't believe. There's still some, some layer, there's an underlying layer of faith in, in everything, right? Whether you believe or don't believe, you know, saved and unsaved get on the same airplane, right? They all have faith that it's going to go, take them where they, where they want to go, right? You pick up your phone, you have faith. If you paid your bill, that the signal's going to go into the, the, the satellite station and up into the, into the atmosphere and come down, right? You have faith, right? So... Genesis 2, 7, and 9. I'm just kind of building the foundation. I love the word, so we're going to use the word. I know there's no slides here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not Kevin. I'm not, I don't have a Mac that I can, uh, you know, do the fancy slides. So, um, so God separated. He approved the light. He separated the light from the darkness. Genesis 2, 7, and 9. Is God amazing or what? Like, I'm just, he's just amazing. There we go. See that's what we do as people who speak up here to, to get to our scriptures. We just throw out, God, is amazing. Everybody's like, yeah, now, now, now I'm at my verse, right? A little trick, a little, little trick for you guys. So it says, uh, verse 8, or let's go back to 7, Genesis 2, 7. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of the spirit of life, and man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden towards the east in Eden, the light, and there he put man whom he had formed, framed, and constituted. And out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight or to be desired. Mm. We're going to come back to that. Good, suitable, pleasant for food. The tree of life also in the center of the garden and the tree of knowledge of the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity. Now a river went out of Eden. We're going to drop down to verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend, to guard, and to keep it. So it goes on. God creates Eve. So they, let me paint you a picture. They are in the absolute perfect conditions, right? There's, they have everything they need. They, God said tend the garden, so Adam had a purpose, right? He creates this woman. He has his relationship. Not only that, but he has an unbroken, complete 100% relationship with God the Father, like complete joy. I mean, imagine this. Imagine how, how this is. There's no fighting between Adam and Eve. 
right? She's not like, oh, does this dress make me look fat? And he's like, yeah, you know. And she's like, ah! You know, it's not, there's none of that stuff, you know? He's not stubborn and clueless, right? They have this com- complete communion with each other and with God, like 100%, right? 100%. And then they're in the perfect place. Perfect. They have everything they need. They don't have to go, they don't have to technically go to work, per se. They do have work to do, but it's part of their purpose. The guy's just like, tend the garden, take care of this, and expand. That's what he said to do. And they're like, okay, cool. They have everything they need. They're healthy, right? They're fit. They exercise. They have sunshine. They have light. They have everything that they need. Everything. Complete. Are you guys getting this? Yes. Like, everything. Can you, I can't even fathom, like, the, the, this, this scenario, right? Because, we, we, you know, we walk outside, and, you know, there's dirt on our car, and we get upset, or, you know, somebody cuts us off. There's none of that. There's none of that. It's them, each other, and God, and that's it, in the perfect, absolute, perfect setting that ever was created, right? Thank you, Elliot. Um, but yet the enemy comes in, in verse, chapter 3, and he starts talking, right? They had everything that they ever wanted, right? So the title of this message, I had like 14 different titles I was trying to filter them through, right? And so, the, and I originally wasn't going to give you a title, but the title of this message is, You Have Everything. All right? No amens on that. Okay, cool. Okay, now you're prompting. Draw it out, draw it out. All right. So, you have everything that you need. You have everything. So, Adam and Eve had everything that they needed, ever wanted, whatever. They had purpose, they had provision, they had each other. They had perfect relationship, perfect communion with God. So the enemy comes in, and he attacks them, and he says, don't you know what you don't have? Right? So he says, don't you know that if you eat from this tree, you're going to know the difference between good and evil? And, and Eve's like, oh, yeah, okay, hmm, this sounds good. So it's never about, this is the main section of the message, this is the main point. It's never about what you don't have. It's always about what you do have, right? They had everything, but Satan came in and tempted them and was like, hey, you don't have this, you don't have that, you don't have that. So in our lives, what, are you, what do you think that you don't have, right? The fact of the matter is you do have it. You have access to it, right? But you have to walk into it. There's some processes, whatever. So we have everything that we need, all right? Silence, okay. Do you have everything you need? Yes? Is it currently operating in your life? Are you literally living in the Garden of Eden where all relationships are perfect, everything is perfect, your money is perfect, your time is perfect? Okay, all right, now we're getting somewhere. But, right, do you have access to gain the wisdom and the knowledge to improve on those things? Okay, there we go, there we go, all right, all right, there we go. All right, so you're getting, you're getting my point. So. He attacks in what you don't have. So you think you don't have this relationship or you don't have money or, you know, the kids are acting stupid or whatever. They're, you know, something's, something's happening, right? All of our lives, something is happening. There's some kind of struggle. There's some kind of, like, you know, uh, imbalance. There's some kind of, you know, that's why there's gyms and that's why there's, you know, therapists and life coaches and mechanics and, you know, there's all these industries built off of problems and issues, right? All right. So... We don't all have it together, but we have access to move forward in peace and in joy, right? And in grace and in harmony, right? Excellent. All right, now we're getting somewhere. I can feel you guys are waking up. 
Did you, who got coffee? I see a bunch of coffee cups. All right, the rest of you need to go. I'll give you two minutes and go get some. Let's wake you up here. All right, so we have access. So it's never been or ever will be about what you don't have. It's always about what you do have or what you have access to, right? We have access in the moment. Kevin, uh, Pastor Kevin's always talking about right now, like right now. Like you, right now you can experience the Holy Spirit. Right now you can experience a miracle or a blessing, like right now. Like we just open our, open our hands and we say, Lord, I need you right now. Holy Spirit, come to me, right? We talked about uh, in, this, in this week's cell group, Psalm, Psalm 68.1, where it says, like, God arise and his enemies be scattered. If you know nothing else what to do, what to say, Psalm 68.1. You stand there and you say, let God arise and his enemies be scattered in the name of Jesus. Right? So you can say that over your kids, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. You say that over your finances, over your debt, over anything that you're dealing with, let God arise and his enemies be scattered in Jesus' name. Right? Yes. All right. Perfect. So I also wanted to tell you guys, if you guys aren't responding, that's fine. I'm preaching to myself because I've been preaching to myself for like the last four or five days. And I'm like, all right, Noah, here we go. You have access. You have access. So, um, this, is why, uh, this is why complaining is so disgusting to the Lord. Because when we complain, it's like kicking dirt on the cross and saying, what you did was not good enough. Who you are is not enough. Right? What, what you gave me is not enough. Right? It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. That's why the, the, the children of Israel didn't make it in a promised land. Because they were complaining and their unbelief. They went around in circles. God killed off the entire generation until the new generation of Joshua went in and had the faith. Joshua and Caleb were the ones that were like, we can take this land. And the other one's like, no, it's too big. We don't have the, we don't have, we're not, we're too small, right? We don't have it. We're not, we're insecure. We don't have enough, right? It's not about that. Joshua and Caleb like, we, God's with us. We got this thing. So I want you to say, I want you to raise your hand and say, God's with me. I got this. Oh, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. What did we just say? I want you to raise your hand and say, God is with me. There we go. I got this. In Jesus' name. I will overcome. There we go. All right, so, uh, so complaining versus praising is a huge difference, right? I, I, uh, for me, um, I had a tendency in my uh, youth... Uh, when I was very young and immature, um, to complain, you know, to always look at the negative things. So personality type, if you, if you personality type, I, I would be considered what, what's called a critic. So like I'll see, whole, I'll see all the holes in things, all the problems, so I can solve them because I'm a problem solver, right? And so the problem with problem solvers is they see everything that's wrong, right? So I'll see everything that's wrong and point it out. No, 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 this is wrong, this is wrong, this is stupid, why aren't we doing this, blah, 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 blah right? So, uh, one day I heard myself. I was like, man, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I don't want to be that guy. So we're going to change things, right? So then God, you know, I began to change my thought processes. And so, um, so that's why the first verse of uh, the Lord's Prayer is, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever, whatever you're dealing with today, whatever you're struggling with, our Father who art in heaven, Right? Let God arise and his enemies be scattered, right? This is exciting. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. So whatever you've been complaining about, whatever you've been poking at in your life, saying this isn't right, this isn't good enough, I'm insecure here, I'm afraid of that, you know, I don't have enough money, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have that, I don't have that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I do, right? 
The bride and groom say, I do, till death do us part, right? We have already said, if you know Jesus, you've already said, I do. So it's not, I don't have this, I don't have that. It's, I do have this, and I do have that, right? I do have grace, I do have mercy, I do have peace, I do have patience, right? All right, thank you, front row. All right, so we're, getting, we're moving on. So, um, and he's always bringing us to himself. Like the whole thing is, you know, God is drawing us back to himself, right? So this isn't a message of condemnation. It's a message of joy and peace because that's what you have access to, right? All day, every day, 24-7. You need better sleep, you find a word, and we're going to get into this a little, a little later, I hope, because uh, <laughs> time. But um, you have access, you know? He said, the Word of God says he gives his beloved sleep, right? So whatever you need is in this Word. Whatever you need is in this Word. I see you, Elliot, raising your hand back there. Uh, whatever you need is in this Word. Whatever promise, whatever your situation, circumstance you're dealing with is in this Word, right? You need better relationships, it's in the Word. You have it, right? You need better financial, uh, you know, uh, acuity and information and increase and wisdom, it's in here. You need your kids to be, start behaving, let God arise and his enemies be scattered in Jesus' name. You stand in, front, you're in your front yard or in the front, or front door of your apartment or wherever you live, put your hands on the door or you back up on your property and you say, in the name of Jesus, on this property, in this home, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Right? And there, there might be some friction in the beginning. It might even get worse. But you keep going. You keep saying, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Right? All right. So, moving on. Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. You know, as, uh, you know when you do things like this up here, um, you just really never know how it's going to flow and turn out. So, um, it's pretty good so far. <laughs> I haven't done this in a while. So. Uh, so, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led, guided by the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness, the desert, to be tempted tested, and tried by the devil. Uh-oh. So you're telling me that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Anybody in a wilderness in an area of your life? Yep. Yep, all right. Front row. Man, I'm digging this front row. I might just sit down and just talk to you. One-on-one. -on -one. We'll, we'll have a little powwow. And he went, and he's talking about Jesus, and he went without food for 40 days and 40 nights, and later he was hungry. Anybody hungry? So, and the tempter came and said to him, now, so after he's hungry, so he's in the wilderness, right? The spirit leads him into the wilderness, okay? And uh, after, he's, uh, after he gets hungry, so not before, but when he gets hungry, that's when homeboy shows up, right? Just like in the Garden of Eden, they had everything they needed, but then here comes the wicked one, right? Trying to tempt them, telling them what they don't have, or, you know, so the tempter came and said to him, If you are God's son, command these stones to be made loaves of bread. But he replied, this is Jesus, It is written, right? Going back to our promises. Find your promise. It is written, Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. So he tempts him to, to get bread because he's hungry, Right? He tempts him in the very thing that he thinks he needs, right? Or that he's hungry for, right? That's actually better. He, he tempts him in the very thing that he's very, very hungry for, right? 
Then the devil took him into the holy city uh, and placed him on a turret, a pinnacle of the temple, of the sanctuary. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels charge over you, and they will bear you up on their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. So he's like, Hey, you have God's protection. Why don't you test it out? Right? Hey, you have God's protection. Why don't you go somewhere you know you're not supposed to go? You can handle it, right? Why don't you, you know, do whatever it is that you think you can do, right? You can, you can handle it. So he's always picking and poking. Man, this guy's a jerk. So, uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, so Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it is written also, Oh, wait, let's see. No, 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 no. Yep. On the other hand, it is written also, You shall not tempt, test thoroughly, or try exceedingly the Lord your God. Right? So Jesus uses the word. He uses the word. He uses the word. He uses the word. Right? But he's led by the Spirit. So, verse 8 in Matthew 4. Again, the devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and the glory, the splendor, the magnificence, the preeminence, and the excellence of them. And he said to them, These things, all taken together, I will give you, if you will prostrate yourself before me and do homage and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it, is, it has been written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Deuteronomy 6.13 Then the devil departed from him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So, the wilderness is where God separates the light from the darkness, right? So whatever wilderness you're in, or whatever you feel like you're struggling with, you're, you're battling, you know, you're dealing with, you may be in that wilderness, and that is where God separates the light from the darkness. Are you going to take the bait and take the shortcut and give up? Are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to take the temptation? Are you going to go into that sin? Or are you going to allow God to separate the light from the darkness? Right? In the wilderness. Um, so Jesus uses the word. Job 22, 28 says, Decree a thing, and it shall, it shall come to pass. So as you're going through these things, find your promises and start speaking them out. Start saying, you know, like I said, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. You know, he gives his beloved sleep. There's, there's all kinds of promises. Uh, Exodus 14 says, If you serve the Lord your God, he will bless your bread and your water, and he will take sickness from your midst. Like there's so many promises in these words in Deuteronomy and Exodus and all these things uh, in the New Testament as well. Um, there's so many things. Uh, thanks, Elliot. So, are you going to take the bait? Yes or no? No? Alright. Good. That was a weak no. Are you going to take the bait? Alright. When God separates the light from darkness in the wilderness, are you going to use your word? Yes. Yes. Alright. Here we go. All right, you guys are like, uh, I'm on a roller coaster with you guys. I'm like, yeah, now we're going up the hill. Uh. All right, we got it. Promises, promises, promises. All right, so, um, so Matthew 14, 17 to 21. You guys can take that note down. Um, Matthew 14, 17 to 21, Jesus turns uh, the bread. Let's just go there real quick. So he, this is uh, the feeding of one of the, one of the times that uh, Jesus multiplies the bread. Matthew 14, 17 to 21. 
Uh, then they said to him, we have nothing. See, this is the disciples' mindset, right? Before, they, before the Spirit hits them. They said, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fishes. So first of all, they say, we have nothing. But then they say, oh, we have this one thing. Right? So when you say, oh, I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you guys say to yourself. I know what I say to myself, or, or I used to say to myself. You know, I don't have. I used to say, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have enough money, I don't have this, I don't have that, nah, 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 right? It's like, a, uh, it's like a record player or a CD or a MP3 playing the same song over and over. There's some songs that I like, and I can listen to like two, three times in a row. After that, you know, you got to change it, right? Because you want something new and different, right? So the same thing with, uh, with what we say. You know, it's like the same thing over and over again. So you can say the word over and over again, and it's going to produce that Garden of Eden that we talked about earlier. But if you're saying and complaining, you're, you're like on a record player or a disc, and you're just going around and around. I don't have this. I don't have that. And God's like, hey, come over here. And you're like, no, 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 I don't have this. I don't have that. Oh, I'm going to try it. No, no, no. So you turn it around and around and around and around in the same circle by saying, I don't have this. So the disciples, I'm a little dizzy right now, actually. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't, I didn't do the ballerina thing where I pick a spot and I'm like, whew. So, um, so Genesis 14, he says, we have nothing but these, uh, but these five loaves of fish. And he said to them, bring them here to me. Right? So whatever you're dealing with, come on, come on, saints. Bring them here to me. It doesn't matter if it's one problem or 1,000 problems. Jesus says, bring them here to me. Right? All right. Man, front row. Yes. I might have to get you something. We're getting some coffee or something. Front row. Bring them here to me. So is there something in your life that you can think of right now? You can close your eyes or you can keep your eyes open, whatever. Nobody's going to hit you with a pie or anything. So if you want to close your eyes, you think it's a... What is something or some things that God is asking you to bring them here to me? Right? And you can write that down. You, can open, you guys can open your eyes. Right? As something or, or someone, you know, there's many things, right? It's, it's, a constant, it's a constant communication with him, right? He says, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down and to recline on the grass. And he took the five loaves and two fish. And looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and blessed and broke the loaves and handed the pieces to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. Right? And they ate and were satisfied, and they picked up 12 small hand baskets full of, broken, uh, full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, including women and children. And he directed his disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And he sent away the crowds. So, so the disciples are like, we don't have anything but these, these loaves, Jesus is like, bring, bring what you have to me, right? Always, we bring ourselves to him. If, we, if we, no, we have nothing, if you're literally like naked in the street and you literally have nothing, he still says, come to me, right? But we have more than that. We have, our, we have more than that. He's, he always says, come to me, 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 right? Because he doesn't want you spinning around in circles. I am not going to get dizzy again, so uh, I'm not going to do that uh, visual for you guys. But he says, come to me. He's always drawing us to him. He's always, always, always wanting us to come to him. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever, whatever it is, right? All right, so um, going back to the wilderness. So Satan says, hey, you're hungry? Boom. Why don't you turn these loaves? Why don't you turn these stoves into loaves, right? But Jesus uses the word. He's like, look, you know, I, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Right? So when he used the word in the wilderness, later on he, walk, he was able to walk in the promise. 
Right? Oh, come on, you're going to get it. When he used the word in the wilderness in his struggle, right, later on he was able to activate the promise in his life. Right? And it wasn't a selfish thing. It wasn't just for him. Like it wasn't a wilderness. Oh, you know, it was a temptation. But over here it manifested the glory of God and the, the, the crowd, 5,000 plus people, were blessed. Right? So when you use the word in the wilderness, you're able to walk in the promise over here. Right? Don't take the bait in the wilderness. Right? Don't take the shortcut. There's always a shortcut available that's going to cut off your destiny. It's going to cut off your decision making. It's going to cut off your options. You use the word, and then later on, you walk in your destiny. Right? All right. Front row. There we go. There we go. It's always about destiny. He's, Satan is always attacking your destiny and, and, and who you are. That's, that's what the wilderness was about. It was se- God was separating the light from darkness. Would Jesus take the bait or would he not? You know, that's the, that's the whole deal with our lives. You're going to take the bait, right? Or are you not? Are you going to trust God or are you not? You know? All right, so um, same thing with uh, Luke 4.29. Um, so uh, Satan says, hey, why don't you, th-? he takes him up to the top of the temple. He says, hey, why don't you throw yourself off of here? The angels will protect you. And he's like, nope, that's not going to happen. Later on, Luke 4, 29, they, wanted, they took him up to a cliff, and they were going to throw Jesus off of a cliff. But what happened? He just passed on through the crowd, right? Because he used the word in the wilderness, and then later on, he walked in the promise of protection, right? Oh, you guys, this is gold. I've told you, I've been preaching to myself this week. You guys, come on. All right, so uh, Matthew 28, 18, right? So... Satan says, hey, I'm, bow down before me, worship me, I'll give you all the kingdom of the earth, right? What are you going to do if God says, I'm going to give you Russia, I'm going to give you China, I'm going to give you the U.S., I'm going to give you Canada, you can have all, everything, all the resources, all the gold, all the diamonds, all the, all the everything. Ladies, you would have like diamond dresses, diamond earrings, diamond tiara, right? You know, all that stuff. You guys would be walking laced up. Guys you'd have like the biggest monster truck that could ever be produced, right? You'd have like a drill that is like this big and you can like drill into the core of the earth. Like, hey, I wonder what's in that, wonder what's in that, uh, that, the core, what is that? Uh, I'm losing, what's the, uh, the mantle, there we go. I knew it was M, I couldn't think of it. Like, hey, let me get some of that mantle, right? Right, and so, uh, so we would have like, we would just go, go wild, right? But Jesus does not take the bait. He says, you know, no way. No way. You should worship the Lord your God only. And then later on, Matthew 28, 18. I'm going to go to that one specifically and read it because it's super important. Um, he says, Matthew 28, 18, Jesus uh, uh, approached and breaking the silence said to them, All authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Right? So because he didn't take the bait in the wilderness, he, he used the word, he said, Satan, no way, you worship the Lord your God only. Later on, he is given all authority in heaven and on earth. See, Satan was only offering the dirt. Satan was like, here's a dirt plot for you. What do you want? Right? So Satan only offers uh, destruction, death, you know, um, all the D words that I wrote down. Let's see what, what I wrote here. Um, destruction. Oh, dirt, disease, destruction, deception, right, disruption, all these things, all these things he offers. But Jesus offers power, right, he offers process, 
which is like going through things, the power to go through the process, right, to, to grow and to, to change. He offers vision. He offers uh, dreams. He offers inheritance. He offers um, healing, health, wealth, you know, wholeness in your soul, in your mind, right, mental clarity. These are the things that Jesus offers. These are the things that he says, come to me. I'll help you with your mind. I'll help you with your heart. I'll help you with your kids. I'll help you with your finance. I'll help you with your job. I'll help you with this. I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. Right? That's God's record that goes round and round. I'm here to help. Right? Satan's record is like, you know, you don't have this. You don't have that. I'm going to take this from you. Oh, come on. You can, t- you can do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know? He's like, he's like that, that fisherman on a commercial. Like, oh, almost had it. Oh, almost had it. Right? Like that, like that commercial. You guys seen that? No? Oh, there's like a, like a fisherman, and he's got like a rod, and, and he's like baiting something, and he's like, oh, almost had it. And just right when they try to reach for it, it, it get, comes out of the, uh, you know, it gets out of, just out of reach. And that's, that's how Satan operates. He's like, oh, if you only had this, and you're like, oh, I can get, oh, 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 I can get it, I can get it. But you never get it. You never get it, right? Um, same thing. Uh, so he used the word in the wilderness, um, and the very thing that he was tempted with was the very thing that was his destiny to have. Right? The, you, the story of the prodigal son, Luke 15, there's two sons. One stays home and is working. The other, the prodigal son, we all know the prodigal son, and runs out, goes and you know, takes all the money, goes out and you know, drinks and gets the girls and all these things that he ever wanted. Right, And he comes home, and his father gives him the very thing that his heart desired all along, which was a party with his friends. Right? All the dude wanted to do was have fun and party. But the fa- seriously. And he, you know, in the father's house, you can have fun and you party. You don't have to go out, you know, into that nonsense and get tore up and, you know, get hurt and bro- heartbroken and, you know, disease, go to a clinic. You don't need all that, right? You got, you know, you, you can stay in the father's house and have fun, right? And then, and then the other son, right, is mad because the, the, the son's having, a, or the father's having a party. He's like, yo, this dude wasted all your stuff. The, fa- the father never addressed the son's wastefulness. He never addressed his sin. He never addressed anything. He's like, my son has come home. Here's everything that you ever need or everything that you ever wanted. Saints, it's time to come home. It's time to come home. Whether you know Jesus or when you know Jesus, it's time to come home. It's time to bring those things to him, right? He says, bring them here to me, right? If you don't know Jesus, it's time to know Jesus. Right? I told the teens uh, a couple weeks ago or last week, I believe that there's a window. I believe that window is closing in time. I, th- I believe you know, it's going to wrap up soon. I don't think we're there quite yet, but almost. It could be any time, right? Nobody knows the time or the day. Don't give me all, don't write letters and talk to Kevin when he comes back. No, saying it. he knows when he's coming. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I believe that we're in a season where there's an open window to where we can get all of our inheritance, we can get what we want, but we have to tap in. We have to use the word. We have to go after it, right? We have to bring everything to him. And that window, I believe, is, is closing very slowly, but it's closing. And then once it's closed, that's it. There's no more, right? So we want everything that we're supposed to have right now, right? Um, you know, peace, joy, inheritance, all these things. Everything that you feel inside of your heart, that your heart's desire is, I believe that we, we can access that and we can begin to tap into it. We can start to ask for it. Now, the other son, because, again, I want to reiterate that the son, the prodigal son, when he came home to the father, he got everything that his heart desired in the first place. He didn't have to go through all that stuff, you know? I mean, we've all put ourselves through stuff. We've all taken the bait. We've all done these things, right? Um, 
I mean, how many times? Seriously, like a thousand right here. So I told you I've been preaching myself. I'll turn, I, would, I would turn around and start talking to myself, but I don't want to turn my back on you guys. So I think that's very rude. So, but seriously, I could just turn around and preach this message to myself. I was I actually thought about like holding the, hold my cell phone up and just preaching to myself so I can replay it, you know, like, like, geez. So, um, so anyway, so he always, he always tempts you with the, uh, with the bait. Last, last point, um, the father uh, says to the older son that, that didn't, um, uh, that, that stayed with him, and he says, he says, you know, why didn't you give me a, a fatted cab? Why didn't you throw me a party? Why don't you make me a dinner, right? The father's like, yo, you've been with me the whole time. Like, you've been with me the whole time. All you had to do was ask. All you had to do was ask, right? Say, all I have to do is ask, right? That's one. And then number two, Job 22, 28, decree a thing. So all I have to do is use the word, and I get my promise. All right. All right. There we go. So all you have to do is ask, right? The father's like, hey, man, all you have to do is ask. Why didn't you ask me? You know, it's, it's a, it's a, he was laboring, and he didn't, he didn't even know the heart of his father. He was there, but he had no clue. He didn't have a clue about, the, about what, God, what the father wanted to give him. You know, sometimes we're clueless on what God wants to give us. But he literally wants to give us everything because Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Right? You want the miracle? Go get it. Right? You want the financial blessing? Go get it. You want your kids to be awesome? Go get it. Go get your promises and start declaring it and making proper choices to go in that direction. Right? Because a lot of times we just sit here and we're like, we're, we're asking for the miracle. God's already provided the miracle, but we haven't gone through the process. Right? It's like, it's like saying, Lord, bless me on this test, bless me on this test, but you don't show up for the test and take the test. Like, like what is that about? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like, Lord, fix my car. But you never tell the thing to the mechanic, or you never ask anybody to help you fix it, right? I mean, seriously, you know? So, ask and do, right? Faith without works is dead, so ask the Father, and you can have whatever is in this Word, whatever peace you need, whatever promises you need, whatever sleep you need, whatever, whatever, like, whatever. I don't know what's going on in your lives, and quite frankly, I'm kind of glad, because I think it would be overwhelming. But uh, I could just preach clear because I don't know, you know, I don't know all your issues. So I don't have to, I don't, if I'm tapping into something, then good because it's by the Spirit. And, uh, you know, anyway. So, um, all right. So, First uh, Peter 2.9, last, last scripture. I think the uh, second service will be rolling in here. You can tell them how amazing it was. Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm just kidding. Don't tell them anything. Just be like, let's be a surprise. Like it was a surprise for you guys. All right, so First uh, Peter two nine. Da, 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 da. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Right? Uh, NIV says to show forth His praises. Right? Again, man, the, one of the tools, one of the things that really has changed my walk is praising God. Like, just, you know, you're down, you're depressed, you're not feeling good, you, you know, you're feeling like garbage. Start praising the Lord. Start worshiping the Lord. Because stop, don't complain. You start getting in that complaining, and you're done. You're done. You're already, you're already in the mud, right? And then you got to come up out of the mud, then you got to take a shower, then you got to put your, you know, your hair stuff on. You know, it's a whole process, right? So just forget all the mud. Just praise God, and he just, he just washes over you, right? 
All right, so, Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for your people. I thank you for your word, Lord God. Father, whatever struggles uh, or temptations we're dealing with, I declare victory over your people in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare from this moment forth that they would have a mindset and a heart and, and wills to not only obey, but to overcome and to overshadow anything that they're dealing with in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that they would know that they are overcomers in their minds and their hearts and their wills and in, in their bodies in Jesus' name. That, Father, whatever miracles and whatever uh, uh, thing that they want, whatever your people's inheritance are, I just see you guys like different inheritance. You guys have different inheritances over you. And so, Father, whatever their inheritance is, I just pray that you would show them and that they would move towards that in a rapid pace so they may get everything that you uh, want to give them and that their heart's desire is in Jesus' name. Your word says that you give us our heart's desires according to your word. And I thank you, Lord God. I bless them. I pray that you would keep them through this week. Let this word marinate in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, God is awesome. Have a great day, guys. You're awesome. Thanks for our brothers.